The following is a presentation of GalacticNetcasts.com. Hello and welcome to Weird World Weekly. <laughs> okay. It's a production of GalacticNetcast.com. I'm Dave Nelson, and joining me, as always, my good friend Matt Stein. Hello, Matt. Hello, Dave. How's it going? I don't know. That was a little weird, whatever the hell you just did there. Well, our show is called Weird World Weekly, so I have to kind of set the tone, right? No, that's that's valid. I'll give you that. It was still a little weird. Oh, it was too weird for Weird World Weekly? I'd say it was too weird. So it was a little weird. All right. We we could get really weird if you want. Okay, lay it on me. I see. I got nothing. Oh, okay. See, I wasn't prepared to get really weird with you. I'm sorry. Um, I've, well, I've let people down. Uh, we were talking before the show. It might be because you have something weighing on your mind. Uh, you're you're in a conundrum right now. <laughs> I like how you you built that one up. So my wife is gone. She flew out for work today. Today is a Sunday. I have nothing to do today. I do not plan on putting on real pants. And the one thing that I'm concerned with is how I'm going to prepare and eat turkey meatballs for dinner. (laughs) And this is a problem I have. I'll get an idea of something to make for dinner, and I have the hardest time finding just the perfect way to eat it because I'm so indifferent. I'm I'm very water off my back with a lot of things if it doesn't adversely affect my life in a very negative way. I don't really care how it pans out. My wife hates that about me. But I, I like turkey, and I like meatballs, and I love food. So it's not like I have to have them this one specific way. The world is my oyster right now, and I can't decide what kind of turkey <laughs> meatballs to make. See, your problem is there's so many options, it's hard to narrow it down to one certain thing. Yeah, there's uh, Italian meatballs, there's spicy glazed meatballs, there's spaghetti and meatballs, there's jumbo stuffed surprise meatballs. Uh, cheese stuffed meatballs, red sauce meatballs. I feel like Bubba Gump right now. Mm-hmm. Bubba, Bubba Gump Meatball Company. Yeah. Swedish meatballs, Asian meatballs, Sicilian <laughs> meatball sandwich, classic meatball subs. Yeah. This is this is my life. This everyone just got a glimpse inside of my life. If if uh, any of the listeners have a good meatball <laughs> turkey meatball recipe or combination, uh, galacticnetcasts at gmail dot com. Send us an email. And let us know. If someone actually sends you a meatball recipe, I'm gonna crap my pants laughter. Um, well, that would be that would be amazing. Well, uh, on the Alien Invasion podcast, one of our other podcasts, Anessa and Brad are looking for um, crockpot cooking recipes. So oh. uh, we're slowly turning in from from the sci-fi <laughs> science strange network to the food network. We could be the sci-fi food network. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> so like, I'll make Jack the Ripper meatballs. Yeah, just do themed foods. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right, let's get on with this podcast. It's all about the weird. It's all about the strange, the unusual, the far out. And we talk about it in under 15 minutes or less. Uh, there are a number of topics that we choose from. They include the paranormal, the mythological, the conspiracy theories, and grab bag. And how do we decide which of those subjects we choose from, Matt? We spin the weirdly wacky weirdness wild weird of wall wally weird <laughs> wheel. Did I? I don't even know if I said the word wheel in there, but I, it's a wheel, 
and it's weird, so we spit it. I really look, I really look forward to your interpretation of the <laughs> Wheel of Weird every week. Well, by the time we record the show, I have roughly 30 ounces of coffee in me. And when I make coffee, it is the consistency of tar. Mm-hmm. So to quote Talladega Nights, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Okay. But it's really coffee. All right. So, um, all right. So, use all that energy to spin the wheel of weird. Get it really going fast. It's going to happen. All right. Here we go. Ah! It doesn't sound any faster. I don't know. Uh, Let's see. What's it going to land on? Could be anything. And then we'll uh, pick a story. Here we go. Oh, no, 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 that's the wrong one. Hang on. <laughs> no, here it is. Grab big. Right. Oh, just, God. Gets me every time, Dave. Let's start the timer. 15 minutes or less. Let's go. So the grab bag thing this week is historical manias that gripped societies then disappeared. So these are weird occurrences like... Um, not necessarily a physical thing, but like, uh, okay, let me just get into it with the first one. It's the deadly dancing mania of the Middle Ages. Sounds weird, right? Yes, and I've I've never heard of any of these, so I have no idea what you're about to talk about. Back in the day, things were crazy. Like, things that would, you could explain away very easily in this day and age uh, by some simple psychological analysis Uh, they didn't have that back in 1374 so this is the kind of thing that would happen so in 1374 dozens of villagers along the rhine river were in the grips of a deadly plague a dancing plague called choreomania Uh, by the hundreds villagers took to the streets leaping jerking and hopping to music no one else could hear Uh, they barely ate or slept and just danced sometimes for days on end until their bloodied feet could support them no more. I feel like this is the first instance of documented use of ecstasy. Um, well, that drugs, they're one theory. We'll get into that in a second. So what caused this? Um, for a while, the theory was that it was a mass psychotic episode sparked by eating bread tainted by ergo. That's a mold that grows on stalks of damp rye. When consumed, it can cause convulsions, shaking, and delirium. But most likely, it was mass uh, psychogenic illnesses sparked by pious fear and depression. So basically, this time period, uh, a lot of crazy, uh, bad things were happening, like um, famines, crop failures, dramatic floods, anxiety, fear, depression, and superstition made people susceptible to falling into this kind of involuntary trance state. And uh, dancing plagues were the calling card of St. Vitus, an early Christian martyr venerated with, venerated with dance parties, <laughs> meaning that the idea was already in the victim's head. So they kind of they, they, they went with whatever they knew. So uh, this crazy saint was all about dancing. Well, let's dance. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I know. Can you imagine just uh, living in this village and there's these hundreds of people just dancing? I, I'm trying to like picture if I just like went outside and all my neighbors were dancing right now. 
I uh, would probably turn around, walk back in my house, lock the door, and just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But so, this ain't happening today. We, we're very lucky in this day and age because we have a lot of things to distract us. So if something really bad is happening to our personal life, like, I don't know, um, there's an illness in the family, or you're going through financial a financial crisis of some kind, there's distractions. You can watch TV, you can listen to music, you can jump online, you can do those things. But back in 1374, there was a, wasn't a whole lot of choices. So basically, they lo- they lost it, and they were looking to, for something to distract them. So they just started dancing. Yeah, that's uh, it's a fortunate it's a fortunate and unfortunate situation that we are able to be sidetracked so easily. Mm-hmm. Because people are like, "Oh, uh, my grandma died. I'll just pay attention to something else," and you completely ignore the fact and. And that's getting mildly off topic, but that's how we are going to uh, simply become an unsocialized society. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, let's back up for a second and talk about, you know, if there had been psychologists in 1374, this probably would have been nipped in the bud very early, and it wouldn't have happened, right? Because if you're, if you're depressed because of all this just terrible, terrible stuff— then you get a psychiatrist or a psychologist and talk to them and and you work through it, right? Yeah, but even back then, doctors thought if you were sick, you just you you, you would do bloodletting and you would get better. So who's to say that a psychologist back then would be like, oh, you're really sad and this stuff's all screwed up? Um, you know, go do something crazy. Well, yeah, well, yeah. It, uh, psychology kind of evolved over time. So, if it was the early days of psychology back then, then they probably would have lobotomized the people. I'm thinking. Yes, yes, and that's. Uh, I yeah, I cannot think of what that was at that time. But that's you know, they would they would rationalize that you're sad because your frontal lobe is broken. So just take it out. All right. So let's move on to the next one. It's motor hysteria. It's a kind of mass psychogenic illness again kind of like the dancing, uh, that spread through nunneries in the Middle Ages that had some women exhibiting signs of demonic, demonic possession, others acting out in sexually disturbing ways, and one convent um, acting like cats and trying to claw their way up trees. Now, this is, <laughs> this is another case of basically your situation causing a certain set of behavior. So the period of nuns behaving badly lasted around 300 years. Uh, one of the last in 1749 saw a woman at a convent in Würzburg, Germany, and again in Germany, what the hell, uh, beheaded on suspicion of being a witch after an episode of mass fainting, foaming at the mouth, and screaming. Usually, however, these episodes ended in someone calling in a priest for some exorcisms. Now... This could be a combination of stress and strong religious tradition of trance and possession that most likely caused this. Uh, so, a little background. Women who were sent to nunneries a lot of times didn't do so willingly. Like, um, they were acting out badly at home. They were sleeping around. Maybe they got pregnant. A lot of times, uh, single pregnant women got sent to nunneries. So, they got stuck into these situations where... They were forced to live in a certain way that they weren't used to. And that's hard, right? I mean, um, it's almost like prison, in a way, for these girls. And this was their way of 
basically dealing with the situation very much like the crazy dancing people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're pushed mentally too far, you're eventually going to just like, if you push your body physically too far, eventually it's just going to give up and mm-hmm. your, your, your brain is a muscle essentially. I'm mm-hmm. sure scientists can prove that statement very wrong, but you know, if you push your, you push your brain too far, you're just going to snap and things are going to go wrong. Especially if, you know, if, if you're forced to, study religion on a daily basis and you weren't necessarily religious to begin with that's, that's that'd a... be like asking that'd be forcing me to study math i would murder <laughs> in a week <laughs> all right so uh one more and then we'll get out of here uh dromomania or pathological tourism <laughs> so uh this is this is probably the most interesting of all the ones on this list and you can read more of them on this uh from this mentalfloss.com article that we got the, uh, this information from. We'll, pu- we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, this uncontrollable urge to travel was all the rage in France between 1886 and 1909. A good example of this condition was that of Jean Albert Dadas, who was admitted to the hospital after he had just returned from a truly epic journey. He was exhausted but also confused, vague, and foggy, he couldn't remember where he'd been and what he'd done. So here's here's what ended up happening to Dada. His compulsive traveling allegedly began after he illegally parted company with the French army. After that, he went to Prague, then Berlin, and then finally to Moscow. In Moscow, he was arrested and forced to march back to Turkey. Uh, this may have actually suited his particular mental illness just fine in Constantinople. Uh, He was somehow rescued by the French consulate and put on the road to Vienna, where he began, where he again uh, took up work as a gas fitter. So, just a weird. This, you know, this sounds like a a movie that would star Johnny Depp, sort of, as a weird (laughs) character that just travels from town to town, telling, you know, telling the tale, and he ends up back home, not knowing, you know, what happened to him. Doesn't it? Kind of sounds. Like a, Absolutely, I was trying to I was trying to uh, think of some movie that may exist that was close to that, but that's Big Fish. You ever seen Big Fish? <laughs> a very long time ago, and I guess that would be the closest one. Yeah, this you know tall tale, um, and they have to unravel the mystery of what happened to him. Yep, turns into an episode of CSI. So again, this <laughs> CSI France, <laughs> eighteen ninety six or eighteen eighty six. Um, what would they have as the opening music? Some like weird um, Beethoven. Yeah, uh, and the, it wouldn't be a piano. It would be what? Would, what's the instrument that um, with the strings? Uh, harpsichord. Harpsichord. Yeah, it'd be a harpsichord. <laughs> so again, this is another case of one person or one uh, thing uh, kind of influencing the whole population. So this wasn't an actual epidemic in the sense that a large number of people were actually suffering from it. Uh, there seemed to be an epidemic about talking about it amongst medical circles, and it seemed to die out around 1909, right around the time the um, proto-psychologists started to actively investigate it. So, uh, so uh, if, for those that you don't, for those that don't know, psychology really didn't begin until uh, the early 20th century, um, night, late 19th, early 20th century. So, a lot of these weird manias would have been explained away pretty easily, again, with proper psychological treatment, really. 
but that that's how and I I feel like that's why you don't see as much crazy crap anymore. Yeah. It's because everything is so easily explained away or you know the the, the technology and the, and the the science is the the basis is there to say this person's doing this and this is why. Whereas everything awesome like this is hundreds of years old because they didn't have it. It's that's like it's like science explaining things that we're explained by um, gods on top of a mountain or, you know, uh, your crops are, are suffering. Oh, it's not because of the drought. It's because you pissed off uh, your god, whatever that god may be. Uh, that's, that's absolutely true. Yeah. 100%. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Weird World Weekly. We would love to hear from you. Leave us feedback by going to or just uh, emailing galacticnetcasts at gmail.com, galacticnetcasts at uh, gmail.com. You can call our voicemail number, too. Another way of getting a hold of us, 805-328-3966, 805-328-3966. Leave a message. You can follow us on all the major social networks, Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. And find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Leave five stars and a positive review if you like the show and tell your family and friends about us. Everything else can be found at galacticnetcasts.com. So, Matt, good luck with that meatball situation. <laughs> uh, and, again, if anybody has a good recipe, uh, galacticnetcasts at gmail.com. Okay, Matt, uh, until next time, what do we want to do? We're going to keep it super weird, Dave. All right, we'll talk to you later. See ya. You have been listening to a presentation of galacticnetcasts.com. For more about the show you just listened to, including how to subscribe, give us feedback, links to our social feeds, and more, please visit www.galacticnetcasts.com.